Welcome to Season 3 of Retrain Your Brain with me, Chartered Psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang. This series gives you 10 minutes on my couch while we use psychology to explain, predict and change behaviour so you can live your best life. Do you walk around every day with a nagging suspicion that everything may well be your fault? Well, I used to be the equivalent of a blame sponge. Because I've got a very strong sense of responsibility and ownership. When something goes wrong, which is my fault, I will absorb it. But when something goes wrong and you tell me it's my fault, I also used to absorb it. Now, maybe that sounds like you. And if so, this will often result in carrying a huge sense of guilt alongside a good dose of anxiety almost every day. The problem is, when it is you, or me in this case, at fault, I can and I will fix it. But if a fault is unfairly handed, how can you do anything about it? Unfortunately, a sense of hurt and upset at anything negative is not unusual. A criticism cuts much deeper than a compliment leaves a sense of warmth. And what's worse, we tend to replay negative events, thus making their harming effect on our mental health even greater. Therefore, if someone criticises you, it's very easy to feel a sense of internal capitulation. And then sometimes to try and avoid that pain and that upset, we might try and repress it or we might try and shake it off by just accepting, oh, well, it must be me. I must be awful, which is not helpful to us. Or we might just push it back by saying, oh, it's got to be them. We don't look at the situation realistically, which means that if we get into a habit of doing this, if the responsibility is ours, we may end up not fixing it. And if the responsibility isn't ours, we still get those twinges of guilt. However, I've learned to do something which has helped me immensely with whether that sense of blame is real or whether someone's given it to me to hold. And if I recognise it's the latter, I no longer accept it. But then neither do I push it back with a sense of anger or argument or nastiness. It's actually easier to do than you think, and it doesn't draw in anybody else. This is actually relevant because whinging about something, even if the person you're whinging to would agree with you, actually makes us feel worse in the long run, research has shown, and it certainly doesn't help move the situation forward. Now, unfortunately, if someone has been emotive or rude and hurtful in their expression of what went wrong, and if you add passive aggression into the mix, it's so easy to feel blown back that you can't actually think clearly to pick yourself up. So these are the things I do. Number one, ask yourself, have they behaved like this before? The first thing to remember here is their behaviour is probably not personal. It may just be their way. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying forgive it. But I am saying you don't need to hold that responsibility. At this point, I try and think back to previous experiences with that person if I have any. And if a memory of, ooh, that was a bit off, stirs, I know I must have made a negative perception of their behaviour in the past. This is a very important realisation because knowing how I respond to fault, had I been at fault, I wouldn't actually hold a memory against somebody else. That memory of that event would have been about me and me being at fault. Number two, fact check the situation. Once you can accept that's just their way, it does become a little easier to look at what happened because there's less emotion involved. Think about what they said. 
Think about what evidence there is to support your perception and theirs and simply judge responsibility on the facts. Number three, decide what it is you do want to do. And if you let it go, let the toxicity go too. Now, at this point, you have got three options of action. A, if you are at fault, you can address it right there and then. B, if you're not, you might decide to take up the factual evidence with them. Don't argue on opinion. Or C, again, if you are not at fault, you might decide because you won't actually change someone whose behaviour is so ingrained to leave it. And if you leave it, as I said, leave the toxicity they have tried to foist onto you as well. For my part, I am learning when it's really not me, it's you to do C, because it's not my job to teach you to be a nice person. And realistically, we don't really have the time or energy to do that. However, along with the above three points, you must also D, actively continue to work to a standard of excellence. It's much easier to hold your nerve when it comes to fact checking and responding appropriately when you are confident in yourself that you're only fighting an unfair opinion. And then we have a bonus tip. I also try to be a lot more positive around people. And the reason for this is, as I said at the beginning, that sense of hurt when someone says something negative cuts us a lot deeper than a compliment leaves us feeling positive. So if you can try to be a little bit more positive and offer greater positivity, it just simply means even if the nice stuff doesn't stick, the more you have washing over you and the more you can give to others, the better the chance you'll have at being able to balance out those feelings of negativity that you may have held on to. And that's all we have time for. So hop over to my website, www.draudreyt.com for more development articles and practical tips. Or check out my YouTube channels, Dr. Audrey Tang and the Wellness League for my masterclasses. And follow me on Twitter, Instagram and IGTV at Dr. Audrey T.